Hello. Welcome to Free Your Children on WXRQ 1460 AM Christian Radio. I am your host, Tiffany Boyd, and my mission is to share the truth and love about education. There's a battle raging for the souls of our nation's children. I hope this ministry will equip you for battle. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Ephesians 6, 10 through 11. Thank you to our sponsors here at Free Your Children and those that continue to support biblical education. If you are interested in sponsoring the radio show Free Your Children, you can email me at freeyourchildren at gmail.com. I am also available for speaking engagements and personal education consultations. You can reach me at freeyourchildren at gmail.com or find me on Facebook or Instagram. You can also find me find me at burrowpulse.com where I am a monthly contributor. I hope everyone had a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Welcome to 2023. Tonight, I want to jump right in. I'm very excited to introduce tonight's guest. We're honored to have Dr. Carol Schwain with us. Dr. Schwain is an award-winning political scientist and former tenured professor at Princeton and Vanderbilt Universities. She is a distinguished senior fellow for constitutional studies with the Texas Public Policy Foundation. She has served on the Tennessee Advisory Committee to the U.S. Civil Rights Commission, the National Endowment for the Humanities, and the 1776 Commission. Dr. Schwain is the author of 11 books, including the bestseller, Black Eye for America, How Critical Race Theory is Burning Down the House, co-authored by Christopher Shore. Her latest book is Constitutional Living, What Jesus Has to Say About Life, Marriage, Race, Gender, and Materialism. She is an expert on critical race theory, American politics, and race relations. Her television appearances include ABC's Headline News, BBC Radio and TV, NPR, CNN's AC360, Fox and Friends, Judge Jeannie, The Ingram Angle, and Tucker Carlson. She has published opinion pieces in the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Wall Street Journal, the Epic Times, the Financial Times, and USA Today. Dr. Swain is an entrepreneur, and her businesses include Carol Swain Enterprises, LLC, and Unity Training Solutions, LLC, which offers an alternative to diversity, equity, and inclusion training. She holds five degrees, including a PhD from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill and an, and an MSL from Yale. Welcome, Dr. Swain. We're so honored to have you. Thank you so much for having me on at the beginning of the year. Yes, and Happy New Year. Yeah, thank you. And despite how bad it seems to look at times, I believe that we as believers have to be optimistic. Absolutely. And we're so much aware, so much more aware today than we were, you know, a year ago or five years ago about what's been taking place in our public and private schools. And so this knowledge that we have now makes us in such um, in a so much better position to be able to push back and to equip our children uh, to survive the new environment they find themselves in. Yes, absolutely. I have followed your work for quite some time, and I recently just finished up reading Black Eye for America. 
I was super impressed with the book, and I'm thrilled to have the opportunity to delve into the topic of critical race theory with you, because I know that our listeners will be blessed with your extensive knowledge on the topic. And, you know, a lot of people don't even know how to define CRT or what it exactly it is. So would you mind kind of giving our listeners a brief overview of what CRT is? Well, we would start with where CRT or critical race theory, where it comes from. And it is one of many different critical theories that are rooted in Marxism, cultural Marxism. Uh, Most of your listeners will have heard of Karl Marx Mm -hmm. and maybe they've read the Communist Manifesto, but Karl Marx's research and his books had to do with economic Marxism. Mm -hmm. Uh, He uh, predicted an uprising of the working class, which he called the proletariat, and they would overthrow the capitalists and You would go through a period of socialism before communism, and you would end up with a utopia. Mm -hmm. Anyone that has studied world history knows uh, first that communism has never worked any place in the world. Right. And millions of people, everywhere it's been tried, it results in the deaths of millions and millions and millions of innocent people. I lose track of how many millions uh, have uh, deaths, how many millions of deaths have occurred around the world because of communism. Mm -hmm. Well, critical race theory comes out of cultural Marxism. And we can go back to disciples of Karl Marx, Mm -hmm. who came up with uh, the idea of cultural hegemony. Mm -hmm. And they, uh, these disciples were puzzled when Karl Marx's theories failed when the conditions were ripe and there was no uprising. And they decided that it had to do with Christianity and Western civilization and the culture of various countries. And that to bring about the revolution, you had to change the cultural culture first. Mm -hmm. And so they targeted uh, the schools, uh, you know, 1920s, 1930s and, after Hitler rose to power, a lot of his disciples who were in Germany mm-hmm. uh, as researchers at the, at the Institute of Social Research, they were called the Frankfurt School. Yes. Many of them fled to the U.S. They set up camp at Columbia University. They became professors. Mm-hmm. And as professors, they trained students uh, that graduated and took their ideas all across the world and especially in America. So yes, when I was reading your book, that is the one of the very first things that struck me. I had been researching the Frankfurt School and trying to educate people on the influence that it has had on American education. And I had not heard, you know, very much said about the Frankfurt School. And then when I started reading your book, it was right there in black and white. And I was like, yes, this is not anything new. I think people think that what we're seeing today is something new. But like you just mentioned, this influence started in the 20s or 30s. And the Frankfurt School had a large part in that. Yes. And um I don't want uh, your listeners to think that the book is so difficult that it would be uh, impossible for them to understand it because it is written for lay people. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 
It, it, it's so, it's great. And it, it gives you do such a fantastic job. You and your co-author do such a fantastic job of laying it out there so that people who may not have any prior knowledge to any of this can very mm-hmm. easily follow it and understand it. It is extremely informative. Well, thank you. And so. Uh, so critical race theory comes out of this Marxism. Mm-hmm. And if you look at how it has progressed in the U.S., these theories have been around for a long time. They've been mostly at the college level. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would argue that after uh, President Obama's election, probably around 20, in 2012, that's when you saw it accelerating in the public schools. And so mm-hmm. for those people that think that, um, you know, that, that it just happened right during COVID, and uh, no, it's been in the schools for a long time. You just yes. learned about it when you were uh, helping your children study and prepare right. for school. Exactly. I said that if nothing else good came out of COVID, that's one thing that did because it really helped to start removing the scales off the eyes of parents when they actually had a firsthand opportunity to take a look at what their children were learning. That's right. And um, yeah, I mean, that's absolutely right. And one thing that jumped out to me in your book, I thought this was very profound. You made this statement. You said, as a worldview, critical theory, along with all of its offshoots, like critical race theory, is at odds with the biblical message of Jesus Christ's finished work on the cross. Yes, and that uh, is true. And what saddens me is that critical theory uh it has reached uh, our churches and yes. it was part of a plan. First, the Catholic churches through the recruitment of liberal progressive priests. And then uh, eventually it has reached uh, denominations such as the Southern Baptists. Mm-hmm. In fact, we've had a lot of controversy at our meetings over CRT. And CRT is just one of many different critical theories impacting the educational realm, Mm -hmm. uh, critical queer theory, the pushing of transgenderism, uh, uh, feminist theory, Mm -hmm. all of those are part of the same um, uh, worldview. Right. And it's about destroying traditional Mm -hmm. structures, uh, about the the traditional institutions Mm -hmm. that undergird a society, such as family, Mm -hmm. marriage, government, church, and you can just go down the list of institutions that that are associated with a stable society, what the critical race theory theorists and for people that have studied this, the postmodernists, it's all about uh deconstructing or taking apart everything that exists. Unfortunately, they have nothing positive to rebuild the things that they destroy. Right. Well, I know that you have done a lot of work with civil rights. And so I think a lot of people sometimes are afraid to speak against CRT because they get labeled as racist. And and I've, I've noticed this firsthand, and I'll share a little bit uh, about my experience with trying to fight CRT in our local school system just recently. But how, ha- in your opinion, has it influenced civil rights? Well, I mean, I would say that CRT is a direct violation of our civil rights laws and our Constitution because we reached a consensus in the 1960s that we would not discriminate against persons based on their race, their religion, their color, their national origin, 
or that sex. And critical race theory divides us into oppressors and the oppressed. And it argues that all white people are oppressors, that white skin itself is, uh, is a privilege. And so the poorest of the poor in Appalachia, uh, that they are somehow privileged uh, and guilty for uh, sins against all people of color and that um, they discount the fact that white people have rights, that they can be victims of discrimination and that our nation has a constitution with an equal protection clause. It protects all Americans. And if we were to focus on the fact that God created one human race, uh, then we would realize that all of these divisions are not divisions that are rooted in any type of fear of God or biblical knowledge or training. And when you look at the book of Revelation, it talks about people standing before the lamb from every nation, tribe, um, and tongue. Uh, it's pretty clear that the body of Christ is supposed to be one we're not supposed to be divided by all these uh, factions that you see in secular society, but that's what's taking place. And right. critical race theory and diversity, equity, inclusion, all of that's based on conflict theory. Uh, it can never bring about unity or racial reconciliation because it's based on conflict. Right. And and I have told people in the past, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that originally, you know, the Marxists sought to divide by class and now they're seeking to divide by race. It's part of the same uh, conflict theory mm -hmm. of keeping people apart. And uh, the ultimate goal, I would argue, is the overthrow of the U.S. It's yes. not about benefiting racial and ethnic minorities. It's not about uh, empowering gay people or 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 women at the end of the day, it's about taking down our nation. Absolutely. Yes. Well, what impact have you seen CRT to have on our institutions? What do you see happening in colleges and universities and even, uh, you know, primary schools? What do you, how do you see CRT affecting them currently? Well, it's taken up so much uh, time and energy and academic learning space that we're turning out young people, graduates, who are not equipped to do anything. Yes. They have no practical skills. Right, because the... Nor can they think critically. Right, because the focus tends to be on <laughs> CRT ideologies instead of uh, actual academic subjects is what, you know, I'm hearing. And if the students are conservative, then it really creates a uh, problem for them because they're more likely to be targeted by liberal professors. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, um, I, it's in the workforce, too. Uh, I know that a lot of workplaces have instituted uh, training. Oh, it's and, everywhere. It is yes. everywhere. It's in churches. It's in um, just about every institution. Yes. Um, and it's amazing how they were able to do that. They were able to do it seemingly very quickly. Absolutely. Um, 
It's scary to see that it seems like now it's really picked up speed and it's moving almost at a breakneck speed. So I'm thankful for people like you who are writing books and and are willing to be speaking the truth and giving people the tools to combat it. And I think that's really important because I think that there are people that are waking up, but they don't know what to do and they don't know how to combat it. They're afraid of being labeled as racist if they speak out against it. Uh, They're afraid of retribution from their employer if this type of you know training is happening in their workplace you know we send children into schools and expect them to be you know missionaries and fight the establishment and they haven't been discipled yet they're not old enough and they're not equipped to do it so what can parents do and what can what can anyone do to combat crt i think uh for christians our churches Many churches have vacation Bible school and it has its purpose. But when kids start reaching middle school and high school, they need courses on worldviews. They need to uh, encounter the theories of the secular world and be able to, uh, you know, respond using Christian apologetics. Yes. And so I don't think any uh, church can equip their young people for what they're going to confront if they go to college unless they've had a good course on apologetics and they understand worldviews, that Christianity is only one worldview. The arguments the left uses to refute the tenets of Christianity never change. It's always the same debate. And so if students hear it for the first time on a college campus, they're ill-prepared to respond. Mm -hmm. But if they've been exposed to it in an environment and with a teacher that can challenge them and help them uh, role play or whatever they need to do to be able to defend their faith, I think we would have fewer children lost to the world. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, we are a homeschool family and there are tons of different apologetic curriculums that, you know, help help students learn what they believe so that they can defend their faith. And it's just part of discipling. And I always encourage parents and and I encourage churches to step up and help parents and equip parents to be able to do that, to teach parents how to disciple their own children. So I think that you're exactly right. If, If kids, if our children are educated about their faith and what they believe, then when they come into contact with people out in the world, they have um, an opportunity and the ability to be able to defend it. Yes. So I think that's fantastic. Well, that kind of leads me to the next thing that I wanted to talk to you about is I recently, several months back, went and spoke to our local school board because I realized that we indeed were planning on voting on a program to be implemented in our local county schools that was indeed propagating CRT. Now, could you tell me which county and yes, it's it's Murray County. And All right. there were two schools that were going to be implementing this program and it's called Catapult Learning. And so I went on um, their website, Catapult Learning's website, and downloaded their professional development packet, which stated clearly that they were going to be teaching this, teaching the teachers that were going to be implementing this program uh, using critical race theory. And so I printed it off and presented it to the school board before they voted on this program. And of course, they denied that it was CRT. They used lots of interesting terms to um, 
used to describe me and the fact that I was calling this into question. And they took a vote and they actually voted this program in. And it is now, uh, from what I understand, being implemented in the two schools. So I have uh, a contact that serves as a school board member and he voted against this program. And he also recently attended your Real Unity Training Solutions class. And so I had the opportunity to actually bring him on and we did, uh, his show will be airing soon after yours to speak about what he learned in that training. And I was super, I mean, it, it was a fantastic training. And so he went through what he learned and what he took away from that. So I wanted you to tell our listeners what that school does, its purpose, and what someone can do if they feel like CRT is being propagated in their local school system. Well, first of all, I have a company, Real Unity Training Solutions, that offers an alternative to diversity, equity, and inclusion training. And the uh, the company that I started is based on E Pluribus Unum, uh, the national motto out of many one. And the training is consistent with our civil rights laws and the equal protection clause of the constitution. It's all about building healthy teams that stay on mission and are not distracted by things that are not relevant to the work environment, or if we're talking about schools, the learning environment. So that's the company. And my company uh, has been approved. It's one of two companies in the state of Tennessee that's been, been approved to provide school board training. Yes. And we also do other types of training, but the school board training, we are approved by the state to provide it. And it, focuses the course that uh, your friend took mm -hmm. on the law that was passed uh, last year that uh, required school board members to understand prohibited concepts, yes. concepts that are not allowed to be uh, discussed in the uh, classroom mm -hmm. and things, you know, the do's and the don'ts. And so that was what the course was about. And it was taught by three people. My part was on critical race theory. We had a lawyer there, mm -hmm. and then we had a uh, uh, one of my um, uh, colleagues that's an expert on education uh, that went on. And, and we had also um, other lawyers that spoke. One was uh, Larry Crane. He spoke through video uh -huh. about the case in Williamson County where parents tried to challenge the wit and wisdom program. Yes, I'm for some with of that. the mm -hmm. yeah, some for some of the offerings. Mm -hmm. And the way things stand now, people definitely need to understand the law mm -hmm. that's been passed. It's not clear as to how it can be be enforced Absolutely. because they have a long process. Yes, and that process requires you to go through different administrative steps. Mm -hmm. And by the time you go through all those steps, it could be a year or more. Correct. And so there's no immediate remedy for the situations that take place. Right. But parents do have power. And to the extent you find violations, uh, there is a process that you can follow. And there's a lot of information on my website, uh, unitytrainingsolutions.com, about how you would um, 
you know, file a complaint right. and go through those steps. And the course that we offered is, you know, primarily for new school board members, but we have been talking about making a course available to either teachers or parents or even students. Yes. We haven't done that yet, but we would like to get more information out to the public. Yes, I hope that you can make that happen because I think that's crucial and very needed. One of the issues is that because it is new, uh, it is not cost efficient in the right. sense that putting together the course, uh, you know, financially, right. it's like a losing venture. And so one thing that would be very helpful would be if there are business people or people, you know, that want to sponsor right. uh, the the uh, training, mm -hmm. if they wanted to sponsor programs, uh, that would be helpful to us because we believe that if we have sponsors, we can charge the participants much less than we are charging them now. Right. And, uh, and even with us charging, you know, uh, a certain fee for the course, it doesn't cover the cost. But right. I want to keep offering the courses uh, and we want to expand the courses, but we need uh, people to support the work to come alongside. Right. And in this specific course that um, the school board member participated in, can you tell us a little bit what what did you what was the purpose? Was it to help inform school board members what they need to be looking for? In it's terms? the state law. It's the oh, state yes. law that they take this course. And so we dissected the law that was passed mm -hmm. and talked about some of the politics uh, behind it. Right. And so it was, an, it was a course designed to equip people to be very familiar mm -hmm. so that as a school board member, if complaints came before them or if they rec or if they were exposed to certain curriculum, that right. they would know which ones violated the law. And this and so is the prohibitive, I'm sorry, this is the prohibitive content law that you're speaking concepts, about? Concepts. Concepts. Law? Okay. Yeah, that was passed last year and mm -hmm. was sponsored by uh, Representative John Reagan, R-A-G-A-N. Okay. And um, there's information about it on my website, but it is required by the state of Tennessee that a course be taken. And my course is the only one. There may be, there. most people take the course is through the National School Board Association. Right. But what Tennessee did was open it up to allow other organizations to offer courses on the new law. Okay. And so, so I'm one of two companies that have been approved to offer courses in addition to what uh, they would traditionally would would traditionally be out there. And I will have a link on my Free Your Children uh, um, Facebook page with all of these resources. So if you have more questions or if you are interested in finding out more about Dr. Swain's Real Unity Training Solutions and what she has to offer, I will link all of those resources so that you can find her and connect with her there as well, too. Tell um, our listeners, if you don't mind, how can they find you? What is your website again? Well, for, for this uh, program that we we're just discussing, it's unitytrainingsolutions.com. The name of the company is Real Unity Training Solutions. And initially, it was just Unity Training Solutions, but we discovered that everyone was calling what they were doing Unity Training, right. even though it was a DEI. 
and CRT, Mm -hmm. they were all calling it Unity Training. And so we sort of went back and renamed my company Real Unity Training Solutions because we're very much focused on bringing people together and not violating uh, our civil rights laws and our constitution. And the school board training is not initially what the company was about. I was to provide an alternative to diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, training for companies. Mm -hmm. But the opportunity arose for us to offer a program for school board members. And we went through several rounds of competition and applications and were approved by the state for three years to offer this training. Wow. And we have had one class uh, already. Yes. And I believe the next class will be March 24th okay. in Knox County. In Knox County. Okay. Well, it's an amazing resource. And I'm glad to see that the state of Tennessee now is allowing other options to be considered for those that are required to take the training or just want to take the training, you know, and, and get a different perspective on what in the past they've participated in because he definitely had um, a lot of takeaway from this. And we went into detail with everything that he learned during that class. And that show will be airing after your show airs. And I want to thank you for providing that because I think that school board members across uh, the nation, if there's a way that they could participate in the training, it would help them immensely. I would also like to tell you that um, Michelle Hooper, Mm-hmm. She is my director of operations. And so she was very much involved in teaching the class and planning the class. And it would be great if you could interview her. Well, the great uh, news with that is she's already on the calendar. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. That's yes, good because yes. uh, it's going to be through word of mouth. Yes. Like we had hoped that we would get 30 people. We ended up maybe with 10. Yes. Uh, and it, it was hell in a hotel and we provided meals. And uh, and so we would like to reach as many people as possible. And so word of mouth, as well as if you know people or businesses that might want to sponsor Absolutely. or underwrite the cost for other people, then we could keep the uh, tuition much more affordable. Well, the good news is here at For Your Children, our listening audience is 6.5 to 7 million and growing. So hopefully someone listening will be interested in helping support this type of training and For Your Children radio show because our mission here is to equip parents to fight this battle because I truly believe that we are in a battle for the souls of our nation and our nation's children. And I'd also like to say that uh, I have another book. I have several books, but Mm -hmm. in 2016, I published a co-authored book with a pastor called Abduction, How Liberalism Steals the Hearts and Minds of Our Children. And that book is so relevant because we, um, my co-author and I, we both had taught at universities and we noticed how with young people, they would uh, go off to college in the fall. By Thanksgiving, they were questioning their faith by December. By Christmas, they were atheists often. Right. And we also noticed how uh, children were being targeted. And we discussed the LGBT curricula that was in some states. Back in 2016, they were teaching five-year-olds, you know, that it was pleasurable to touch your body parts. And they were introducing them to some concepts related to homosexuality. Yes. So that was the book um, 
that was published first in 2016, Abduction, How Liberalism Steals Our Children's Hearts and Minds. And then since then, I've published, you know, Black Eye for America, How Critical Race Theory is Burning Down the House, yes. which is written to be read by regular people. It's not written for other academics. Right. And and then the last book was Counter Cultural Living, what Jesus has to say about life, marriage, gender, um, uh, and materialism. Well, I'm going to link all of these materials because I highly encourage my listeners to read these books, to reach out to Dr. Swain. And I want to thank you so much for being willing to come on and be our guest today. I appreciate your work. I appreciate all you're doing to try to remove the the scales off the eyes of the parents and school board leaders and business owners and and it's really integral that and, and that what you're offering is is what America is going to have to have because we like need lots of voices sharing truth in love about edu- education and equipping and equipping our nation to fight against this. So thank you, Dr. Swain, um, for being willing to be with us here tonight and impart all of your knowledge and wisdom upon us. Thank you. It's my pleasure. And I wish everyone a happy new year. Thank you so much. And I want to leave our listeners with this tonight. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. Speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and the needy. Proverbs 31, 8 through 9. We love you here at WXRQ, but remember, Jesus loves you so much more. Good night and God bless.